Welcome to Urgent Care. We're back, baby. It's me, Jolkin Booster. (laughs) And hi, I'm Mitra Johari. And we're back after a month away from each other. We're so happy to be back. And really, more than a month away from each other. Like, so long away from each other. Because Joel's been making... And guess what? Listen, Hmm. I'm going to bring it up. You're bringing it up? We were supposed to be in the studio today. And... There was a miscommunication. I drove to Earwolf, <laughs> and no one was there. A, ser- a series of uh, unfortunate events. <laughs> I was so excited that and we were I, recording in person today. It was the only thing keeping me going. And I didn't ever think we were, and that's what's so <laughs> amazing about <laughs> what happened today. But no one's the good fault. News is, the good news is we are together. We are together. In the and same way that we have been together in the same for the last year and a half. Yes. But we will soon actually be together in the same space once once producer Chelsea is revitalized. Allegedly. With us again. I know. I know. Allegedly. I, I know. I know. Chelsea is out today. Chelsea's not feeling out well. R.I.P. R.I.P. Our queen. We don't know what she has. So don't make any assumptions. Don't you dare make an assumption about our manager. Never. Our front of house, our back of house. She does it all. Have we ever was, given her an official job in the restaurant? No, it wasn't I, that it, was so scary when I was trying to think of something for her to do. I don't think we have an official job at the restaurant. I mean, so. we like own it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Chelsea is just Heather. That's just, that's her job Chelsea description. Is Heather. Chelsea is Heather. Baby Chelsea's is like, um, Chelsea is Heather. Chelsea's like the like the mermaid in the Starbucks logo. Like you don't expect yeah. the mermaid to do anything, but you know, like it's like it wouldn't she's, be Starbucks without the mermaid in the logo. She's Wendy's from Wendy. Yeah, she's Wendy. Wendy from Wendy's. Yeah, um, is sort of what she is. I was so excited though. I was li- I literally told um, this my situation. Um, yesterday, I was like, oh. I'm going back in the studio. And does he listen to the podcast? Does he have any context for what that would mean for this recording? No. I would never want that. Though. I would never want your situation to listen to the podcast. I would never want my situation to listen to the podcast. No. Yeah, he um, drove to San Francisco where I was this past weekend. And he was like, do you have any podcast recommendations for the drive? And <laughs> I thought about recommending this. And then I said, No. <laughs> Can't think of a single podcast you should listen to, uh, but here we are. I'm back. How Mitra? I'm dare I ask? How the hell are you? How was your I, summer? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm pretty good this week. Um, we are legitimately almost done with Deborah's. We are like we have the final little bits of editing left, and I feel so like I feel like I've said that we're almost done like a thousand times, but now it's yeah. actually true. Um, it's just amazing. Like every time that I think we're done, we're, we're actually not done, (laughs) but it does feel, I, it is at a point where we, we have completely sent away several of the episodes forever. So it is true. Um, but you know, I, I feel like, um, I'm getting, I I feel like I'm, I'm getting sort of into the realm where I was feeling right before the pandemic, which is like right before the pandemic, I had just like sort of like really gotten into like good hobbies and good routine with those hobbies and good, like out of work Mm -hmm. outside of work things. And I feel like I'm like getting back into those things at a good pace. And I feel really good about that. And that is making me feel really good and centered and yeah, just like I'm feeling pretty good. Like I, I don't feel like, um, everything is, I feel, I don't feel like, like, Oh my God, like everything is resolved, but I at least I'm feeling kind of like, I, like the last time we saw each other in person, I was like feeling very crazy and out of whack and not good. And I, I'm definitely. Yeah, I noticed. Feel... <laughs> I actually, I literally left that meeting and I said, she's so crazy. She's being so crazy. Right now. I was just, yeah, I don't know. I, I think like, 
I do feel like I'm sort of like, I mean, I've said this to you over text already, but I do feel like I'm like leveling out in a nice way and feeling a little more like myself. Um, even though I, I, I just think I've like kind of been like wading through all these bad feelings for a while and like kind of am starting to not like the other side or whatever, but I, I do feel like I'm at my management of these feelings is getting good or something. You are, <laughs> I don't know. you are girl bossing stress and anxiety. <laughs> It's like it's so sick how like hobbies work, like hobbies <laughs> therapy work. works, taking to, like journaling works, like all the shit that I'm like, I don't think that matters. I'll just like wallow alone instead. And then I, I really pushed myself to like do these things. and I, I am feeling pretty good. Um, vaping works. Vaping works. You know what? I actually... Got a little, I got a little CBD vape. <laughs> oh no way! We're vape twins. But you're, you're do... still the nicotine. Yeah, come um, to the come to our live show next week, and we will be doing vape trips. Oh my god! Everyone. I I forgot. I we're doing a live the same live show. I'm so. Oh wait, excited. I was joking, but I've totally forgot that we are actually doing a live show ah! um, together. I'm so excited. We that just did we're gonna a be live back in the same city. I know it feels really good. It feels really, really good to be back. How are you? Um, I'm good. The movie went really well. I'm sure as everyone followed along on social media, we had a blast making it. Now, does that mean that we made a good movie? Stop. Whatever you're impossible (laughs) to know. I I had no less than seven mental complete mental breakdowns um, through the course of making the movie, which I actually was a lower number than I expected. Um, <laughs> so I feel pretty good about that. Um, it, I did. I will say <laughs> the Dear Evan Hansen reviews really sent me into a spiral because I was like, wow, it's really impossible to know if you're making a bad movie while you're making it. Huh? It's really impossible to know if you're making something terrible and I had to be talked off that ledge several times by people being like, yeah, but you're not making dear of Hansen. <laughs> you're not waving through a window, babe. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so, you know, and we're back in from the edit, more secrets. Um, this is why I wanted to record with you in person, because I was mostly just excited for the pre-record and the post-record, where I could tell you all the things that I cannot say on the podcast. I know. Um, but it's, it's, the, the movie wrapped, it was a lot of fun. We wrapped at like 5 a.m. on Friday. I went straight to the airport, <laughs> jumped think- on a plane, landed in L.A., went straight to the Paramount lot to get fitted for costumes and do other stuff for the new show that I'm sh- I started shooting. And then went straight from there to the situation's house. And And is the situation fully living here now? Yeah. We're it's no longer a long distance situation. It is a same city situation. Um and then we went straight from his house to Six Flags. Um, right, yes. Of course. Yeah. Six that and Roads that and actually coasters. your fault. <laughs> yeah. I mean I yeah. It, it, there was no reason it everything to else that I way. go, oh my God, Joel, like Grinding it out. What a legend. Yeah. Epic. Awesome. Killing it. Straight to the lot. Six flags. <laughs> <laughs> Not- it was gay days. It was gay days and they turned off all the lights. They turned off all the lights in the park and they said, the gays, they can figure it out. They'll feel their way. <laughs> they'll they'll feel their way through it. I'm I um, love an amusement park. I just see, all the stuff that happened before the amusement park. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a it was a real lesson for him because he turned to me at one point after like four coasters and he was like, "Wow, I knew you were afraid of roller coasters, but like you're actually concerned for your own safety on all of these. <laughs> like <laughs> you're not enjoying this at all." Um, wow, very sweet of you. On Friday, I went to San Francisco and uh, went to Folsom, uh, where I met again. I met some chefs. Um, every I love it when chefs come up to me. I love it. Mm-hmm. It was it was really thrilling. Um and it was really thrilling to see one of them I won't say their name, but turn to um my situation and say, Oh, are are you his boyfriend? And then to see this man um that I've been seeing for four months have a full aneurysm. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> no, 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 no,
<laughs> and then I had to pull him aside and say, hey, let's find a different way to react to that question. Uh, <laughs> let's find a healthier way to react to that question, huh, babe? Because hmm? we both know what the answer is. <laughs> yeah. I know it's no. You know it's no. And for many reasons that I understand and I accept and I am fully down with. But let's try not to have a full meltdown. <laughs> it, was, it was like, oh, no. God. No. No. You should no. listen to this episode. No. I have not met him yet. I fully go. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't met. I know. Well, I've only been in the same city with him for like a week and a half now. So so that's seven days and counting that he hasn't met. Oh, my God. We're going to go to Halloween Horror Nights with with friend of the pods, Greta and Matt. So you when? should... I don't. We haven't decided on a week yet, but I will we, be there. You will be there. Ah, I will be in attendance. <laughs> Chills and thrills, and then you can. That will be perfect. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, <laughs> so you can be with well, the, your loudest friends. <laughs> 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 meet all of you. Meet all of my loudest, most intense, annoying, shrieking friends at the most loud, annoying, shrieking place possible. <laughs> no, I think he's already met my most problematic friends. I'm not worried about you guys um, <laughs> at all. Um, he's already met the, the troublemakers, so <laughs> it's fine. It's honestly fine. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited too. I think that'll really um, that'll really be something. <laughs> our guy. Our guy. Our solution. <laughs> How's it feel to be home? It feels amazing to be home. Honestly, I it was weird. I I did not expect to miss LA as much as I did, but I think I just like missed my space, my routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been nice. I don't know. It's it's been hard to just like jump back straight into work. Um, but it's been really great. Um, today, um, I can say fully to our audience that my Rudolph's phone number is in my phone. I can text her. I can text her pictures of anything I want. Wow. Anything I want. She what if she heard this? <laughs> she will definitely not listen to this podcast. But what I if she was shown? You that. What if she was shown? By who? Who in her circle is listening? Paul Thomas Anderson listening to Urgent Care? <laughs> PTA listening to Urgent Care? I don't think so, honey. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> I can't remember how this goes do we jump right into cup dates or we take a break and then do cup dates and then take another wow. break no um, no no, no. we just do one movie. we do <laughs> we do cup dates and then we go to break yes okay that sounds and, good and sorry what's your name <laughs> And what's this thing I'm talking into? (laughs) Is this a microphone? Oh my god, I'm so glad to be at my own mic again, not recording into my phone. (laughs) This is. I'm really happy that you can be at your home microphone, yeah? Yeah. 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 Yes, queen. Let's do cup dates. Okay. (laughs) We just have one because it's been such a long time, but we've been such a long time. We should have a cup day. The real cup day was us sort of like talking for an extra long period of time yeah, up yeah, top. Yeah. <laughs> but not saying um, a single funny thing. I've I'm I've been back for 15 minutes. I haven't said a single funny thing. Well, I've been laughing, so something had to have been funny. Yeah, this is our <laughs> sort of common <laughs> couplet. I yes. say I haven't said anything funny. You say you say ha 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 ha. Yeah. Um, I've been laughing. But here's the thing. I will say I do feel like a funny person. I'm just uh, I've like come out of that cloud. So you, so urgent care <gasps> listeners, chefs can stop approaching me and affirming how funny I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying that in this return to this form, I am not feeling funny because I'm so tired. Because I was on, I flew back at six a.m. this morning. And we thank you for for this my service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I also have to shout out. I had a really perfect run in with a chef today. We were uh, yesterday. We were walking down the street. Uh, and the chef went, I'm a chef. And I went, ha! And then we both kept walking. And it was really wonderful. We both had to go get to wherever we were going. And we just sort of made noises at each other. And I really thought it was lovely. That, um, is, that is perfect. <laughs> that is what we do here at the restaurant. I felt that it was in the, it was like early enough in the morning that I felt like neither of us could have done more. 
and it felt really nice. Um, we met each other where we needed to meet. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So I just wanted to include this update because I thought like so rarely does something actually kind of like lovely and productive come out of our advice. Um, I mean, and let's be clear, that's not the point. No, no, no. But but sometimes it's like an unfortunate side effect of us yeah. giving advice is something like really nice happens. So we had um, a a chef who wrote or called in. I can't remember. Um, uh, we named them Empress Josephine Napoleon, which was, again, a, just like another really also, good name. <laughs> also known as Jeff She Epstein. Oh, no. <laughs> but, but people said no. Um, People being Mitra. Yes, I did veto that, but I do. I'm glad that got another day in the sun. (laughs) Um, But um, we said they they were asking, saying, you know, I um, am bothered by the fact that like people always comment on how small my boyfriend is. Should I encourage him to bulk up so that Mm -hmm. stops happening? And we said, no, that's really mean. (laughs) And like if, you know, it's going to hurt this person's feelings. So don't do it. It's mean. So here is their cup date. Hi, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra. I'm writing to thank you both and the chef who called me out for making me realize how truly fucked up and unkind it would be to ask my perfect short king boyfriend to put on muscle simply because of my own insecurities. As Mitra said, I'm unfairly putting pressure on my partner to be big guy, but I also realized because of my insecurities, I've also been putting pressure on myself to be small girl, specifically smaller than him. I've been trying and failing for many years to lose enough weight so that I can be skinnier than him, even though my body doesn't want to be that size. And I can't believe that I'm just now realizing how shallow and disordered that is. I need to leave both of our beautiful bodies alone. Thank you so much for all your insight. Empress Josephine Napoleon. Um, so sweet. I mean, I, I feel that is so relatable. (laughs) Um, of course, just as much as there's a pressure for guys to be big, there's such a pressure for women to be in these. One might even say more. uh, One might even say more for women to be small and specifically smaller than their male partners if they have a male partner. So good on you for realizing your side of the equation and hopefully you're being not only gentler with him, which I think is great, but it's really, really nice to hear that you're being gentler with yourself because I would argue that that is like an even harder uh, and more consistent lifelong journey. Relationships fade, but you're going to be in your body forever. So be nice to yourself. It was a nice, sweet email to read. Um, made me happy. Hard to hard to navigate. So good for you. Um, any thoughts, Joel? Um, no. <laughs> cool. Thanks, no. Joel. <laughs> Great. Well, in that case, we're going to take our first little break, if that is okay with Joel. All right, non-verbal from Joel. We will be taking a break. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking ass. (laughs) Okay. And And we're back. We're back. (laughs) Okay. Um, Since you read the last one, I guess I'll read this one. Right. Sense of justice, et cetera. Yes, that is how it works. The strong sense of justice, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Dear Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra, I'm a 28-year-old bisexual man with incredible hair, a cute butt, and high anxiety. I just Mm -hmm. moved back to where I grew up in the years away. I've grown to love my sexuality and I've developed an interest in fetish and kink. However, I was recently horrified to find out that the kink scene here is heavily centered around a few key players, one of whom is a guy who was an asshole to me in high school. I had no idea he was still around or that he's into the same stuff as me or that I'd end up thinking about high school whilst trying to embrace my kinky best self. He is low-key very sexy these days, but I can't even met but I can't even magically transform my anger into furiously finding him attractive because he wasn't hot when I knew him. Back then he did his best to make me feel ugly and weird, so it's hard to feel beautiful and sexy in his orbit. I haven't reintroduced myself yet. How can I get over my uncomfy feelings about him and embrace this scene fully, or should I just try to find somewhere else to scratch this itch? Love the pod, love you both. My face is yours. Annihilate me. Cheers and take care. XOXO. P.S. Sorry if I sent this twice by accident. Hmm. Okay. Well, we only saw it the one time, so. so you're in the clear there, bud. Kinky boots. Um, um, he's by high school, sort of, um, um, high school musical, mm -hmm. um, Troy Bolton, Troy Bolton, Holton, Holton, wait, (laughs) what? What's that? Holton, like whole. 
<laughs> well, we don't know. This is the problem. I wish you were more specific about the kinks, you know, because there would have been a, that, that's a playground we could have really used um, for this first. Or, you know, it's we're rusty. We haven't done this in a while. Um, a lot of intrigue, key players. Um, um, so we're not doing Troy Holton. <laughs> I guess we're doing Troy Holton. <laughs> we're gonna do better. You, this always happens. We we can't. If you if you think of something better, you you'll stop us, and we'll mm-hmm. we'll we'll embrace that fully. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, Troy Holton. Troy Holton. Um, so I, uh, this is an interesting question. I, I lo- this is my this is my pitch to you, babe. Write a spec script. This is a show. <laughs> okay. Prodigal and you know Son what? Returns chances to are, chances are, this is going to be one of those things like that farmer show where it's been on the air for twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> Some Australian person writes in and like, I've seen this show. I've seen this show. <laughs> I've seen this show. I've seen this show. <laughs> I'm Jennifer show. Lopez. I wrote and I'm it and I'm the star. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen this show. <laughs> Oi, oi, I've seen this show. I love it. I love it. I love this show. Oi. All right. <laughs> oi, I've seen this show. <laughs> Flawless. Flawless. Um, um, yeah, so write a script about it. Work it out through art. Um, this is, I, if you don't, I will. I'm selling this to Fox tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Just make sure it doesn't overlap too much with Brendan Scannell's show bonding we don't know the kink i'm just saying (laughs) yeah well if you're gonna if you're gonna let joel write the show just send us some more information like specifics and stuff okay Um, wait so he said um beautiful and sexy in his orbit orbit says moon to me and then moon says apollo 13 apollo kink teen that's better than troy holton (laughs) not necessarily but it's a longer walk you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) Famously, wordplay is better when the walk is longer. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, Apollo King Teen. I don't yes! fucking care. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously we'll be getting we'll be seeing a script on our desk Monday, Monday from this person. But in the meantime, what do you think this person should do? I think you should overthrow this guy <laughs> as a key player. I think you should work your way up the ranks of this kink scene until mm-hmm. you can dethrone him and mm-hmm. humiliate him. And it's sort of man in the iron. No. Count of Monte Cristo? Yes. You've yes. returned for your revenge. Mm-hmm. I Count love of that. Monte Cristo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Yeah, I think that is diabolical. I yeah. really love that. Um, I also think, I mean, boring, I guess, but like you could just confront this person and get it out of your system um, so that you are able to move forward and not be so distracted by it. Um well, again, this is why I'm so annoyed that he didn't give us the specifics of the kink. Because is there like a power dynamic? Like, in, can you like humiliate him? Does he want to be humiliated? Like, would that be satisfying even for you? You know, but like, it, like I think they you- said, like that 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 he's like can't even transform the anger into finding this person attractive. Mm. Um, but. I do think you could talk to this person if like this is someone who's always going to be around. Like if it's going to ruin something that has given you so much confidence and like makes you love your sexuality. Like I I would just say like do anything you can to make sure that this person doesn't run you out of a scene that makes you feel really good about yourself and like gets you off and you have a lot of fun there. Yeah. I mean, but talk to him about what? Because people who hold grudges from high school (laughs) seek treatment. (laughs) okay then in that case i I just think like they have like our emailer has to like reintroduce themselves yeah like i just think like avoiding this person and making this person out to be like so much bigger in your life than they are like if you maybe you'll reintroduce yourself and that person will be like will apologize to you or like maybe won't even remember you or whatever like whatever it is you don't know how this person is going to react but like what if you get like an amazing reaction from this person reintroducing yourself like because 
like low key, this person might also have like really learned a lot about themselves and be better. And that doesn't excuse the things that they did to you, but it might make it easier for you to move on from those things and not necessarily have to like engage with this person, but also not have them like take up so much space in your brain when you go around this scene that you are both a part of, especially since it's small. Like if it was big, I would be like, whatever, just ignore. But since it's small, it's just worth reintroducing yourself because also if you reintroduce yourself and this person is a fucking asshole and you never want to see them again, now you know that and you can like channel your energy elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, but like it's high school. I'm sure he's changed. Give him a chance. Him <laughs> Come on. Fuck, fuck him. him. <laughs> Come on. Give him a give chance. Him a little fuck. fuck him. <laughs> okay. Good luck. Good luck. Apollo. Apollo Kinkteen, Troy Holton, Count of Monte Cristo. Hey. You choose. You, three, you update three, us and you choose. Three for the price of one? Yeah, this you let Hogwarts us know. This is Hogwarts style. This is Hogwarts sorting hat style. JK, a hero of mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> okay. Cho Chang, remember her? Okay. Let's I mean, the, yes, I think we've already talked about Patty's <laughs> tweet. <laughs> 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 On this podcast. Cho I Chang. thought about it the other day. <laughs> you exercise so much restraint naming her Cho Chang. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Um, we got another email. I'll read it. <clears throat> oh. Hi, Mitra Joel, Joel Mitra. I don't do sex or romance. I am generally ambivalent toward those things. I've had good sex in my life and enjoyed it, but I'm really sensitive and protective of my own energy and have found that the risk and cost of intimacy severely outweighs the potential benefit, especially when like majority of the time the sex isn't even good. I've dated guys, girls, and envies. I'm equally ambivalent about all of it. I've also never once in my life desired serious partnership. I'm introverted and extremely independent and feel like I'm beyond capacity for social interaction as it is with my platonic, familial, and work relationships. While anything is possible and I'm open to change, I've honestly never been happier and more at peace than I have been in the past three years since I quit sex and dating and am for the foreseeable future in a monogamous relationship with myself. My problem is talking about this stuff with other people. I don't feel right identifying as asexual because like I still am sexually attracted to people and have occasional fantasies. I just choose not to act on them. Also, the fact that I don't date doesn't feel like a part of my identity or who I am really. Also, it drives me nuts when my friends, family, etc. ask me if I'm seeing anyone, act sorry for me when I say that I'm not, or try to give me advice slash convince me to get out there more. Other variation is friends saying stuff like, you seem so happy as a dick. If I do explain, people often try to like medically pathologize what I've got going on, and I also do not need that. How do I make this stop? The only way I know how to react is to say some self-help guru ass loving thyself type shit. And that's not really my vibe. What should I do y'all? I also should add, I'm very attractive, very well-dressed and alluring. So I think that throws people off because they assume I'm doing it to get boned. I think it goes without saying that you both can totally sit on my face. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, And she heard, by the way, (laughs) that really made me laugh. (laughs) Um, Okay. She's protective of her energy. Very she, hot. Very hot. Hot as surface of the sun. The sun. Rob Thomas. Space. Uh, Rob <laughs> Thomas. Um, um, Santana. Um, smooth. <laughs> oh, it's a hot one. We've got a hot one. Tamale, like Hot. seven inches from the midday, midday sun. sun. Do you remember the Michelle Branch collab oh, with Santana? Yes. Of course. Little bit of this, little bit of that. Started with a kiss. Now we're up to bat. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck. I'm gonna listen to that after this. Um, She's solo. Um, Sort of a gravity situation, you know, because Sandra Bullock was up there near the sun by herself. Gravishy. Great. Let's do it. <laughs> Gravishy. Um, perfect. Another perfect, perfect. name. Um, perfect. So can I start with an anecdote? Of course. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, and this I, anecdote I, is not I so much an... when you give us an anecdote. <laughs> it's not so much an anecdote as I'm just going to repeat something that happened to me. Which is... But is... Okay. <laughs> is that not an anecdote? 
Okay. It's not so much an anecdote as it is a story. <laughs> um, so it's 2011. Okay. I'm sitting at my desk. Maybe it's 2010. I'm sitting at my desk and I'm reading a quote from Cynthia Nixon where she says she chose to be gay. Um, and it goes up on Gucker and everyone's like, what? Cynthia Nixon, you can't choose to be gay. You can't say that. That's like, that's, that's a bad look for all of us. Like you're saying that it's a choice. And what is actually she's saying is that she's attracted to both genders, but has chosen to live her life as a lesbian because that is her choice. And I think that is powerful. And so what I'm saying to you is I think you should do what Cindy Nixon did. And I think like you are choosing to live your life. Like great asexuality, as we have discussed in an earlier episode in the pandemic, is a spectrum. Okay. Okay. Are you with me? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't talking to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we're still in the anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> and I think if it like sometimes it's like really much easier to exp- like sometimes shortcuts are okay with, where language is concerned. Like I have to tell you, it is very difficult to explain like the situation because like most people are like living in the binary of like are you single is this your boyfriend or not and it's like well you're not using that word but it appears to be and it's like that's sort of where you're doing with your sexuality where it's like are you asexual and it's like no but everything about the way i live my life is as though i am asexual and so i think you should just say that yeah i mean i think like Honestly, to me, like I when and, you know, as someone who has not like been in this position. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. The the quickest thing to me when I read this that immediately came to mind was just post online, like just say just for the like, f- like post on your Instagram or whatever and be like, if if you if you want to avoid having these conversations, an easy way to do that not necessarily the most fun way to do that is to just post it online. Like I, there's plenty of people I know who have done a version of that just to save themselves like another frustrating or boring or whatever conversation about like, this is what I am. This is what I do or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly not like exciting or dramatic, but just something that like, you know, and I'm sure you've thought of this or whatever, but it is just like, that's that's certainly a shortcut for sure. Um, not even a shortcut, just like something to do. Um, but I think like if you don't want to do that, which you're totally entitled to not do that, I think you, you also don't have to like make it easy for people to understand. Like you don't have to package it in a way that people understand. It's your life. It's what you do. So it's more just like even if you don't, even, if somebody says something like you seem so happy as a dick or something like that, you can also just be like, uh, it's not. <laughs> and then you don't have to say anything else after that. Like you, you don't have to like fill in the gaps of silence with like an explanation of what's going on with you if you don't want to. Yeah. You know, I just did a cursory Google search, by the way, and everything I'm seeing is some asexuals may still have sex or masturbate or have sexual desires. Mm-hmm. So there you go, babe. You can just say it. Just yeah. post that, post that on stories, put it on main. Put it on grid, honey. I mean, I will say also, like, my friends who have realized that they are asexual in recent years, like, have kind of, at least to me, complained about sort of feeling like a lack of community or like a, like, since it feels like in some ways, like, my, the friends I have who are, are, have, like, they're like, you know, it doesn't feel like there's as much need for like a quote coming out or something like that, um, have expressed like a feeling of like just like a lack of community or like resources, I think. And I think also if like all that to say, if any of our listeners relate to this, I would love to hear what they think um, as a way to like curb these conversations. Yeah. Resources and whatnot, et cetera. Or, or just like things they say too, if they don't want to like launch into a whole thing, like this person, our, our emailer clearly doesn't want to have to do like, what 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 do you do? <laughs> like I I I'm very curious. Yeah. Um. And I think that like if you're afraid that like you might change your mind, like God knows we've had so many conversations on this podcast about people who are like, wait, am I bi, not gay? Wait, am I? You know, 
You know, it's like, who cares? Yeah, I hope if if anything, one like like so many people that write in or call in or like showing time and time again that it's like you many sexuality people. is not a binding contract that you sign when you come out and that you cannot get out of and it feels like that's like what like half of our calls and emails are about <laughs> it's like i'm realizing this thing or no one's gonna take you to court if five years in you're like wait maybe i'm not asexual yeah and again like it's a spectrum you can still call yourself like a whatever it doesn't matter like (laughs) it's okay um you don't and you don't have to call yourself that but if it's like an easy thing for you to do so that you don't have to have like a 30 minute conversation you don't want to have then great um figure out whatever shortcut is the least frustrating thing to you when you don't want to spend time explaining things to people who don't matter to you done (laughs) Done. On. <laughs> Done, honey. Done, honey. Done. Okay. <laughs> Please write in if you have anything to add to this. Um, obviously, like I am an expert on everything, um, but <laughs> if someone somehow had something extra to add, I'd love to. Yeah, hear it. and let me be clear: I did a cursory Google search. <laughs> Didn't even click on any of the links. Just saw the little previews. Okay. Um, okay, so next we have a phone call. Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. Um, I am a gay man in his mid-30s and petty as hell. Uh, I need a little bit of help with this one. So my youngest sister's ex-husband, or her current husband's ex-wife's new husband. I know, it's a little odd. He was, uh, obviously, he was part of the, uh, insurrection in January. And so she was telling us about this because he's also seems to be like a local troll. So being the petty gay that I am, I drafted an incredible um, piece of prose for the U.S. government tip line. And as it turns out, he did get picked up. And so he is losing his job. And now there's this like massive witch hunt that he's on and he's like creating havoc for everybody. We don't live in the same town, but there's a big part of me that wants to go just like full Game of Thrones, tell Cersei it was me. Um, even though I've never met this guy, I have no, like, attachment to him, but, like, anyone who did that can fuck off. Um, but I'm not sure, because she keeps asking, like, oh, yeah, it's so weird, and she keeps talking about it. So I'm not exactly sure, like, the best way to approach it, or even if I should, but there's part of me that, like, does want the satisfaction of this raging, like, crazy Trump or homophobe to know that it was a gay that helped him, like, lose his job and get arrested by federal police. So looking forward to your thoughts. Love you both. Bye. Incredible. Well, he gave us a really good starting point, <laughs> which is Game of Thrones. Of course. So the only then here's the names I know. Jon okay. Snow. Jon Snow. Daenerys Targaryen. Daenerys Targaryen. Is that how, is that right? Yeah. It it rolled off. Daenerys his Targaryen. Great. Sold. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, my initial thing is like, you don't know if you're the person responsible. Oh, that's true. That's, you just don't know because it, here's the thing is like, if it got to you, then probably a lot of people knew. Like, I just, I don't believe that this is, you're the only person who knows about this. But I don't think that should stop you from taking credit. Yeah. No, ma'am. I think you should send him a series of postcards. Okay. And I don't think you should reveal your full identity, but I do think you say, I am a gay man who lives in this state and I'm the one who told. You, I mean, look, he's going to have time on his hands. So make it a little riddle. Give him something to do. Yeah. In that way, it's a gift. You're doing something good at the same time. You're giving this horrible little man something to do. Mm-hmm. while he thinks about his life, his choices, inevitably feel, it gets angry. You feel pretty protected to me. You feel distant from him. Like, you know, his witch hunt might turn up other people that ratted him out. And you would be a hero, actually, by taking credit for this and sort of shielding the other people who may or may not have turned him in. So then on the other side of this, I go, there's some really scary people out there who do really scary stuff. Mm. Do you want them to know that you did something to one of theirs? I think it's pretty safe if you send, you know, 
no return address postcards that say, I'm a gay man and I did this to you. I know the boys who did it, sort of down at the roundup. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of vibe, um, if you understand. And I think that's like really satisfying and fun um, to be like, I'm a gay guy, I suck dick, and I sent you to prison. <laughs> What and what and what? Um, yeah, and that would be really beautiful. Um, don't send a picture of yourself. Don't put nothing any identifying. DNA. Yeah, nothing identifying. Wear gloves when you do it. Yeah, maybe send him an edible arrangement. Well, I was gonna say do one of the cakes from our person who yes. <laughs> called him like two months ago, and we're we're just really trying to get business for our people. Mm-hmm. Inter, inter, I was going to call it intergalactic, inter-episode relations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the cake, send him a cake that says, it was me. I mean, that would be really fun, though, also, if if you just keep saying, it was me, I did it, but, like, no identifying information. Yeah. <laughs> just saying, I am the one who did this, and that's it, nothing else. That would be incredible. Or you know what you could do? You could send a series of cards, like one postcard every single day for however long it's happening. And just like pick like random letters to make a different color so it looks like it's going to be a code so that he collects all the letters and tries to figure out a code, but they actually don't lead to anything. (laughs) 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 It's just a jumble. Or it spells out like something funny. <laughs> it spells out like something funny, Joel. Like Insert what? here. It, it it spells out something funny, like um, like um, such as like uh, like uh, why you love me like that? We heard that one, Michelle Branch and Sheryl Crow. No. Well, it spells out the lyrics to "Why You Love Me Like That" by Michelle Branch and Sheryl Crow. <laughs> okay. I think it would be funny if it spelled out the lyrics. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey. Girl say, girl say. Maybe yeah. it spells out the lyrics to Bali Ignit. We're back. All right, let's take a break. Um, I'm going to check out my food. I just got a text. I want to read it. Um, 4,000% tip. 4,000% tip. <laughs> and, and when we come back, we'll get to your last two questions. Exciting. Okay, bye. Bye. And we're back. And, and I we're forget. back. And we're back. And we're back. This is Urgent <laughs> Care. Welcome we back to Urgent questions. Care. <laughs> Welcome to Spring Break. <laughs> Welcome to Urgent Care Spring Break Edition. <laughs> okay, what was that? I don't know. I lost the plot big yeah. time. <laughs> Let me try again. Welcome. <laughs> welcome back. To, I, okay, you I'm going to read this. No, um, you do. Oh, fuck. Okay. Hey, guys, welcome back. Hey, guys, welcome back. To, was that better? <laughs> I'm going to go with yeah. Okay, thank you. It had to be better or else we would never get off this. Nope. <laughs> Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. I'm a 20-year-old college student, gay girl, and I've got a problem. Now that we can drink legally, the one thing my best friend wants to do is go get belligerently drunk. Like every time we hang out, we just drink or smoke, usually both. It's fun at times. And yeah, we're young and supposed to be doing this. But there's been times (laughs) that I've gotten a lot drunker than her. (laughs) I feel like she uses that against me. (laughs) We are young and supposed to be doing this. (laughs) Like, she'll occasionally drop tidbits of embarrassing things I did when drunk or blacked blacked out, and it makes me feel like all she wants to do is get me drunker than her and laugh at me. The worst is when she tells people about it behind my back, and then I have to hear something embarrassing I did and didn't know from some random. I try and encourage events without alcohol or less of it, but it's still all she really wants to do. She talks about not liking hanging out with sober people at all. It's hard to find friends right now, so I don't want to end the friendship, but I don't really know how to address this. Anyway, sorry this is long. My face is merely your throne. Love you both. Not even mm. the close to the longest email we've. In fact, I would say trending on the short side. Yeah, good job. But that, okay, that's so what happens whenever they do a perfect one. They always apologize. Yeah, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. She's got hey, imposter syndrome. You are enough. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got sort of Jack Antonoff um, blacked out um, tonight. We are young Nate Roos. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fun. Um, um, give me just one reason. Just a little bit's enough. Just back. And we got to love again. Um, okay, blacking out. Um, town drunk. Um, uh, Svedka. Um, yeah, it's got to be Malibu. Off. <laughs> um, she's a lesbian. fireball lesbian of the blacked out lagoon. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Okay. I just like the sound of it. Yeah. <laughs> lesbian of the blacked out lagoon. <laughs> All right. I mean, go. if that if that's not a if that's not a script, I don't know yeah. what is. <laughs> um. Okay. So- Bad friend. Bad friend. Bad friend. Yes. I will say, like, if you're paranoid all the time that your friend is, like, if your friends are supposed to make you feel good, <laughs> like, your friends are supposed to make you feel good about yourself. Doesn't mean every single day is going to be perfect. Doesn't mean you're not going to have bad days with your friends. But if you're, like, leaving every interaction with your friend wondering, like, is this person going to be making fun of me or, like, it, it, what it, like, she's setting me up to feel bad or fail, A, you need to talk to her about it. And B, if that doesn't work, you need to stop hanging out with her because it's better to be alone than hang out with someone who makes you feel like shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah, here's the thing. I think you start making up shit that she's done blacked out. Start telling people. Start telling people about it. Like, this bitch, listen to what she did. She broke in to a Baskin Robbins. And Mitra, what did she do next? Well, I had another thing you could do, but I'll I'll go on the Baskin Robbins trail first. Uh, She broke into the Baskin Robbins and she um, licked. All of the things that they scoop with and okay. and put them in the clean pile. So she's put probably going to a lot of people pile. sick. And she had COVID when she did this. Yeah, so that's messed up. That's messed up. <laughs> she's actually responsible for a lot of cases. My rumor that you can start about her is that she brings a gallon-sized Ziploc bag with her to every party. And if she if the line for the bathroom is too long, she oh poops God. in the bag and she puts it in her purse and she carries it around for the rest of the night. That's amazing. That's so much better than Baskin Robbins Super Spreader. <laughs> she so carries it around for the rest of the night. Yeah, I think you need to get her really, really drunk every single time and see it, see how she likes it. Okay, and like do what Kathy Hilton does on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and just drink water all night. That was amazing. Um, Also, like I I went to state school like I understand the pressure to for a week for like 12 minutes. Um, But all I'm saying is you also do have power here to say no i know it's lame i know it's snarky of me to say but like the first few times you turn down shots or you say no always feel like you're not being fun or whatever and then it's fine like i i love i love like being boring (laughs) it's fun because then i like i i i just like I'm I don't enjoy like like there are nights when I want to rock out and I want to get fucked up and like I want to go nuts. And there are plenty of nights when I don't want to and like having the confidence to say no thank you it's just not that big of a deal and like she'll get over it and the people that are at the party will get over it. You have to also just take responsibility for yourself and how fucked up you're getting and stick up to your friend because that yeah. will also affect the power dynamic is to be like no. It, it's like for you too, because let me tell you, this gets this shit gets old fast. I'm 33 goddamn years old, and I know people who cannot handle their drugs and alcohol, and it's so fucking annoying. Okay, you are on the path to being annoying. Okay, you're not <laughs> there yet, but you are on the path. Get a hold of yourself now. Okay, you talk like you have no control. But you, do you do have, have plenty control. of control. But what does suck is that she's making you feel bad about doing dumb shit in situations she pressured you to do like and she's she's making fun of you and that sucks like that's its own separate thing like i feel like there are two things one of them is you learning how to say no and stick up for yourself and not black out every time you go out but also her being nicer to you so you have to talk to her about that but also i'll say like 
challenge yourself to hang. Like if there are people that you really like at any of those parties, challenge yourself to go out with one of them and like not get fucked up together or go places alone. Like I think it's really important to like work on that skill of going places alone too. Like not necessarily going to like a party alone if that makes you uncomfortable, but like if you want to go to sober shit, you can go to sober shit alone too and maybe make friends at those places also. Take a pottery class. (laughs) Most importantly cautionary tale nope like this shit gets old real fast the fact that you have a friend that thinks it's funny now i mean she's a bad friend but like you those friends will be few and far between by the time you hit your mid-20s and by the time you hit your 30s they will leave you passed out at the club okay Mm. they will call the medic and nobody wants the medic to come to them at a warehouse party in san francisco (laughs) on saturday night when oh it's boy. already happened four times this year. Okay. <laughs> I hope he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. As I've stated many times, none of my friends listen to this. Except for Brayden and his gay brother. Hello. Um, we are at the final question of the night. And it's a call, it looks like. It certainly is. Let's listen to it. Hello, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. I wanted to call with a very petty but very stressful situation that I'm in, which is that my girlfriend's roommate, who she just moved in with, keeps referring to herself as a girl boss and Mm. keeps referring to things as, like, girl boss energy or vibes. Actually, vibes. Vibes is one of the words she uses a lot. And, like... When she's sitting on the couch eating cake, she's like, I'm just a girl boss, girl bossing. And she has a sign above her door that says girl boss. And I just want to know what to do in the situations when she says it. Because, like, I don't condone that behavior. I don't (laughs) want to be associated with girl boss vibes. But here I am spending a good chunk of my time in a house where girl boss energy radiates and I just don't know what to do. Um, so any advice, ways to <laughs> interact, things to respond, I would really, really appreciate. Um, as always, you can see on my face, I am not bisexual, but for Joel, I would be. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. Congratulations, uh, Joel. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Girl boss. Um, um Sophia Amoruso. Um, Elizabeth Holmes. Yes. Um Elizabeth Elizabeth <laughs> Holmes. Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes. And it's H O M E S, because they're mm-hmm. in the same home. Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> I like that. Elizabeth, mm-hmm. come on. Elizabeth Holmes. 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 Um, okay, here's the thing. I think she's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the picture you've painted, I am on her side. Eating a piece of cake and saying I'm just a girl boss, girl bossing is objectively hilarious. Objectively hilarious. I, but here, okay, here's what's also amazing is like, how are you going to get to 2021 and still be talking like that? It's amazing. Yeah. But then it's amazing. You, I, I you hang around normal people, and who whose like entire lives are not like shrouded in like five layers of irony all the time, <laughs> and you realize that they are um, in this space where they can still use nasty girl women. Boss. Yeah, yeah. And they're still wearing the pussy hat. Still, sort of, you know, um, yeah. Nasty and that's women. the real pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Pussy hat culture is the real pandemic. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I think you could certainly repeat it back to her in like the most like sort of like poison, poisonous way. Yeah. We've given yes, that advice girl boss. Yeah. Yes, girl boss. If you really want, like, if you really want to beat it out of her, but obviously yes it is harmless but but really like appreciate that this is really funny <laughs> <Yeah>. it's 
<laughs> girl boss office. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And I just did a cursory Google search. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's going on with these searches? Journalist. I'm just jo- doing my research. I'm Nicki Minaj doing my research as the kids say. And <laughs> I just put in um, the search bar. Why is the term girl boss problematic? And got some pretty interesting results. What did you get? I got why we must get rid of girl boss culture for good. It's toxic. It's a sexist Trojan horse. Girl boss has left the building by the Atlantic when the term girl boss was foisted on the public in 2014. Okay. Meanwhile, the country is grappling with mass death and racist state violence. Okay. Uh, BBC says girl boss when empowerment slogans backfire. Um, so I'm saying you could you should print all these out or absorb all the information from all of these articles. Literally just type in why the term girl boss is problematic and start haranguing this woman every time <laughs> she says girl boss. Or just slip the articles under her door anonymously. Yeah. I also just like it's it's the kind of thing where it's like yes, it sucks. But it also really sucks to, like, talk about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, to to really, like, be thinking about it. I'm like, this is just... I feel just as bad as the girl bosses for trying to, like, think super hard about the girl bosses. Mm-hmm. If you're giving them what they want. It is really <laughs> sad that there are so many articles about why girl boss is bad. And it's like... It's, we know. It really, I, we like, get it. It sure, sucks. They suck. Sure. We know. Sure. Why do you think I've been saying it as a joke for fucking five years without yeah. thinking of anything new funny to say? <laughs> yeah, why has it been the centerpiece? Literally, the, the amount we get tagged as though we invented Girl <laughs> Boss being funny. I'm flattered. I'm honestly flattered. I'm flattered that we have centered girl boss so much in the narrative of this podcast that people think we invented it being funny but unfortunately we were just following trends and i think that eventually this girl will catch up to the trends if you laugh if you laugh with her i think i think what you could do and maybe come out of it kind of unscathed is act like you think she's in on the joke Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes girl like just like being a little a little bitchy in a way where like yeah. she, she kind of cocks her head and is like, wait, is girl boss funny to, sp- to, yeah. people, to people? Does she you know think I'm kidding to to about her? girl boss? You know what, you need to, what she needs to say? Hmm. She needs to look at her and go, you crack me up. Yeah. Oh, when people say that to <laughs> you me. You are so funny. You crack me up. You know what you need to do? You need to go slay what you want to slay. slay. <laughs> let the queens come in. <laughs> Just let the queens go off. Let the queens go off. Sorry. sorry On a slay. I want to see you see go you off. But but for you, you go slay what you want to say. Slay, let the queens girl boss. No boss. <laughs> Honestly, I wanna see you girl boss. Yeah. Sing Can you that. Do to that, her. and I, I, I'll. The I message will get across. I guarantee you're gonna get through to her. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> but then you have to prepare yourself for whatever the next fucking thing's gonna be. Yeah. So, what is the next thing that she's going to unironically attach herself to that's not going to be funny to this person? God, I don't know. I'm so scared of what – I feel like we as a culture <clears throat> aren't there yet, but I'm really scared of whatever it's going to be. I I realized recently – never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Joel. Yeah. I would like to pay for dinner. <gasps> okay. I'm going to let you pay for dinner. Because you. you're what? A girl boss. Yeah! <laughs> I would like to pay for dinner because of the fiasco today, but also because you flew this morning and still fly. cranked it out. We love that about you. So yeah, I'll be paying for dinner. Thank you for paying for dinner. <laughs> of course. Um, you guys, this has been Urgent Care. We're back, baby. We will promise not to take any more breaks until probably the holidays. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, we'll, we won't take any more breaks until our next break. <laughs> until our next break. We promise not to take a break until we feel like taking another break. But I um, promise that if we get to the point where we're taking a break, we are both in really bad places mentally. Yeah. And you really don't want to give us a platform. Yeah, because you're listening to two people who refuse to say no. Who are overworked constantly. Um, so if we're, we're taking a break. Honey. You know it's bad. <laughs> Small plates. Wellness uh, check time. Yeah. <laughs> um, just kidding. Haha. <laughs> okay. Please email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Call us 323-334-0371. Thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you, Chelsea. May she rest in peace. Thank you, July. Thank you, everyone at Earwolf. Colin Anderson. And the gang. <laughs> and thank you, Mitra. Thank you, Joel. I'm happy thank to be you. back. And thank you, Diablo Cody. Congrats on your Tony. <laughs> oh, yes, as always. As always, you, thank you, Diablo. Thank you to our investor, Diablo, Diablo Cody. Cody. Congrats on your congrats on your Tony gal. Okay. Bye.